Jordan! Ian! Who was trying to impress their new partner, chanced upon a mugging in progress, intervened to try and be the hero, only to accidentally be mistaken by police for the mugger, and is now sat in the electric chair regretting their decisions. Rick Astley? No! Two guys! What? <laughs> Episode 49 of Two Guys What's Up, the weekly comedy podcast where I don't need to be time traveling because the right time to be is now. Snuggled up on the sofa, eating oysters and drinking cheap champagne with the sexiest co-host in the world, Jordan. Jordan, how are you? <laughs> I'm very well, thank you. Uh, I didn't know you liked oysters, though. <laughs> I don't. I only eat them to impress you. Oh, do you? <laughs> and I heard they're an aphrodisiac, so, you know, let's get them <laughs> in the house. If <laughs> since I've been sleeping on your sofa, you've been joining me more and more, so I figured, you know, may as well play my cards right. Yeah, that's it. I mean, the amount of times I've had to repair that sofa. <laughs> <laughs> so now, you, you know, the walls are caving in, your windows are smashing from you singing, you've got the fucking... <laughs> Sofas from too much banging. All the alcohol you've got to buy in to keep me happy. <laughs> oh, no. It is a bit of a nightmare, but hey, it's coming up to Christmas and uh, good spirits, shall we say. Exactly, yeah. Speaking of good spirits, start buying the more expensive stuff, William. I'm sick of this cheap champagne. <laughs> yeah. You don't want no little shit, do you? <laughs> exactly, yeah. F***ing Tesco's home. What's this? Wouldn't clean my toilet with it. Actually, Tesco finest, I'll have you know. Oh, sorry, God, my mistake. I uh, spent that little bit extra just for you. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, I am enjoying a lovely caramel latte right now. That sounds delicious. Mm. I am enjoying absolutely f*** all. Okay. Nothing except the sound of your voice, Jordan, at the moment. Oh, that's very kind. Well, I tell you what, though, you sound a lot different to when I last heard you. Yeah, I think I've uh, sobered up, finally. <laughs> All the uh, cherry rum has worked its way out of my system. Oh, I wasn't really referring to that, to be honest. It was. Oh, well, you're not. <laughs> I was more referring to the other mumbled mess that you sent me, which was an audio message from you after you had your tooth removed. Oh, of course. Yeah. I don't know if anyone... This is the first time I've actually spoken properly because I've been so... In your life. Uh, f*** off. <laughs> I've been so wary of accidentally nudging the wound oh, of right. you know, where, where the tooth was pulled from. So this is the first time I'm speaking properly. So it kind of feels like I have a little bit of a lisp. <laughs> I don't know if uh, the air is escaping through the ginormous gap that has now been pulled in my teeth. I mean, it's not visible. It's one a bit further back, but it kind of feels a little bit weird. Does it? Do you find that you, your tongue kind of is going in that groove now? Yeah. I mean, it's it weird, is generally it? where it sits when I do an S. So that's probably the reason... That it sounds like I've got a lisp. Really? That's interesting. It would be a fascinating thing to see going forward if you sound really different now. Yeah. I mean, we'll give it another 49 episodes and <laughs> yeah, we can, uh, we we'll can listen back, can't we? Yeah. yeah. Can I just share one of the audio messages that you gave me when you had your tooth removed? <laughs> yeah, f*** it, go on. Because it just <laughs> fucking did me in. <laughs> Because we were actually due to record, weren't we? We were, yeah. That couple very days day. Ago. And yeah, uh, yeah you, you said, actually, maybe this isn't the best. And I said, oh, send me a little voice message. And, uh, <laughs> and this is what you sent me. <laughs> you are so cruel making me talk. You big jobby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, pain is um, starting to come back and my lip still feels a bit... Uh, my nostrils numb as well. <laughs> my nostrils numb. I don't know what's going on. Well. I want to go to bed. I want to go to bed. <laughs> uh, I, I sort of felt for you, but that was. F-
fucking funny. Well, the thing about my nostril being numb, she said that where she injected it, it was the nerve that connects my cheek and my nose and stuff like that. So, oh, right. like my nostril all the way down. Like, I, it all, it's almost like I felt it collapse. Like, just go like, and just like kind of go to sleep and like trying to breathe through it. It was just blocked. Really? So, yeah, my, my cheek and, and my nostril was all, all numb as well as obviously my jaw and my teeth and that. It's oh, very dear. strange. Good job you didn't have a cold. Yeah. Imagine that just all falling out and you're not knowing. Yeah. Could barely breathe. Could barely fucking breathe out of either nose my lips all fat and weird yeah i wanted to record on that day didn't i, I was like adam and i was like no mate it'll be hilarious so yeah, yeah. i'll have the tooth out we'll come back to it, it'll be great and then you were like no probably best to wait and i was like no let's do it let's do it and then after it was done i was like yeah mate probably best not to you were like are you sure because that's hilarious mate you sound like a, like a fucking mumbling weirdo let's come on, come on record and i was like no i'll go to bed <laughs> Oh, How quickly the times changed. Me. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it only took a couple of hours, didn't it? But never mind. Oh, anyway, how are you? Well, Jordan, uh, you know me. Normally, whenever you ask me how I am, I'm like, yeah, not bad. Yeah, not much has happened. Been a bit of a boring week. Mm. But let me tell you something. In the last couple of weeks since we last recorded, loads has happened. Okay, Christ. And hopefully you're going to let me do something. Because I don't want to bore the audience at the beginning of the show telling them like 100 stories. So for anyone who's not interested, I'm not going to go into it now. But I will fill you in at the end so for anyone who's interested at the end of today's episode i'm gonna go into all my f-ing weird stories if that's all right absolutely i sort of can't wait really yeah so stick around if you're interested because i've got stories of bizarre people creepy happenings fires Come and on. the perfect example of an anecdote that is better than my croc story that i came up with the other day that will have my dad yanking at his nose hair <laughs> begging me to just hurry up and get to the fucking point <laughs> yeah all right okay brilliant <laughs> but i will just say at the beginning here just two short points all right okay something else to stay tuned for during recording episode 46 there was a little bit during the recording jordan where you made this noise and while i was editing i cut that out laughed for about an hour before the genius thought struck me like a bolt of lightning in the form of criminal justice to make it into a song brilliant (laughs) it is an amazing song you loved it you added a bit to it you did all your mixing business and made it all beautiful so that song will be playing us out today and if nothing else that is definitely worth sticking around for because it is stellar and the song is entitled as you heard on the clip vundit (laughs) wah I don't even know how I made that noise or why. (laughs) It was one of them, you know, when you're talking and you kind of stutter for words, like not you specifically, you know, just in general people go, oh, I was out the other day and I um, uh, 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 went to the shops. You know, you you kind of have that little mumble in the middle. You did that, but you you made that noise. And I have no idea how it was physically possible, but that's what happened. (laughs) Well, I am a musician. You are a musician, yeah, just popping out lyrics even in (laughs) mid-sentence. Yeah. Human rhyme zone, bitch. (laughs) Love it. But the second point I want to make, in three weeks' time, as of this release, it is our f***ing birthday. Yeah. And for any of you out there that joined us late and haven't listened to episode one, lucky you. But in case you didn't know, our first episode was a pretty much get-to-know-you episode, which we used to introduce each other to you, our beautiful audience. Yes, we did. That's right. So now, a year on, we've gained a little following. So we thought, much like episode one, our one-year anniversary might be the perfect time to answer any questions our fantastic audience might have for us. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. So episode 52 will be the two guys what's up birthday celebrations so if you want to know how many times jordan has sold teddy or if i've gotten any sexier since the start of the podcast the answer is obvious it's impossible for me to get any sexier but if there's anything you'd like to ask us get your questions into us by sending them to two guys what's up at gmail.com and if we get any we will indeed answer them for you but all that said and done jordan what are you going into today 
Oh, love it. Okay, so today, bit of a kind of a weird one, but it's things that cause us unnecessary anxiety that we kind of don't want to admit to. Okay, that sounds very interesting. So yeah, it's just little bits and pieces, particularly from my experience, really, and if anyone else shares that sentiment, amazing. Can you give me a little example? Um, no, f*** off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, can I share one? Sharing your content gives you unexplainable anxiety. (laughs) Sharing something that I've not prepared for. Um, uh, You're going to be writing it while I was doing my, my bit, weren't you? <laughs> I, w- I think I'll probably leave it till I get there. Okie dokie. Because I've put them in a little bullet point list. It feels a bit neat and tidy. Okie dokie, fair enough. But, you know, I was just hoping to give the audience a little bit of a taster, you know, what's to come, maybe let them stick around. But no, that's fine. If you just want to stick that big old middle finger up to them and say, wait, you bastard, that's fine, Jordan. That's absolutely fine, pal. Uh, hopefully it is worth the wait. <laughs> I'm sure it will be. <laughs> So, I dare ask, what have you got for us today? Well, Jordan, today I have another time-travelling mystery for you. Ooh, go on then. The date, April 2006. The year, 2006. The place, Kiev, Ukraine. What month was it? I already said that, it was April. Idiot. What happened? (laughs) F*** off. (laughs) Let me tell you. You're full of suspense today. That's what they call me, mate. The suspenseful bastard. Yeah, do they? Yeah. <laughs> they usually get rid of the suspenseful bit, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they just shortened it to, you bastard. <laughs> anyway, the story goes that one day in Kiev, the police were called to help deal with a man who seemed to be a little confused. He was wandering around the streets, wearing dated clothes and a camera around his neck, which looked to be around the same era that his clothes were from. Right. The police noticed that he was indeed confused. But strangely, not as to where he was, but he was a little unsure when he was. When he was? When he was indeed, yeah. The gentleman in question, and I'm going to get this wrong, and I say it a lot of times, but I I have practiced it, and I've heard it so many times, but I'm still going to get it wrong. Probably. The gentleman in question was named Sergei Ponomarenko. Hey, I did it. Hey, well done. The police, hoping to find out what was going on and help our time-travelling pal, took him downtown for a little bit of a chat to try and figure out just what in the world was going on. Right. Ponomarenko told the police that he was just out that morning for a delightful stroll, taking some pictures as one might do, and all of a bloody sudden, in the blink of an eye, he found himself here, where he was where they found him. (laughs) Right. What's funny about that, Jordan? Well, uh, it feels like a a no-story thing right now. Oh, really? Well, there's about eight more hours of this to go. Okay, nice. Actually, to be honest, this uh, this has got so many twists. Like, there's about three twists in this, right? By the end of it, you won't be laughing. You'll be rolling on the floor, convulsing in a fit of absolute, just unresolved, insane rage that you don't know what happened in this story. Wow. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm not very flexible, so these twists sound scary. Oh, sh- No, wait, actually, sorry. The end. Oh, right, yeah, okay. I've, uh, you caused me unnecessary anxiety then. <laughs> My apologies, John. I was just trying to give you some Number content, one. mate. <laughs> Ian talking. <laughs> so, the story continues. The police, naturally sceptical of his story, asked to see his identification, which he happily obliged, and he passed it over. When the police looked at it, they found that it was indeed a Soviet Union identification card from the 1950s, which, as I'm sure you're aware, Jordan, hasn't been a thing since December 20th. 1991. Oh, right, okay. So the document showed, as he claimed, he was 25 years old, the photo matched the gentleman sat before them, it looked, felt, and showed to be stamped as an authentic piece of identification, and the police were bloody shocked they were. They were just like, eh? <laughs> I think that was a direct quote as well. Was it? Yeah. It was indeed a 50-year-old ID card. The police asked politely 
what date did Pomerenko think it was that day? And he replied, April 23rd, 1958. Uh Uh-oh. Bear in mind, Jordan, it was actually 2006. So he's in a slightly different time now. Sounds like he's in a bit of a different era, yes. Oh, dear. So this poor guy, despite showing documentation, he was taken to his psychiatric ward in Kiev. The doctor there, who went by the name of Pablo Kutrikov, began asking Pomerenko some questions. When were you born? He asked. June 16th, 1932, he replied. How the bloody b**** in hell do you look like that then if you're 72? And he was like, I'm 25. How could this be? The doctor asked. I was out with my girlfriend taking pictures when all of a sudden we saw a UFO. Twist number one. It was shaped like a bell and I wanted to take a picture of it. So I did. He said he took the picture and all of a sudden he was transported to this time. First of all, yeah, I'd really like to hope that how you're saying this is like an accurate translation. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Bloody bastard in hell, do you look that good then? (laughs) What's your bloody secret, you bugger? (laughs) What cream do you use? You're a elixir of life, you are. (laughs) So, sceptical, the doctor looked at him, eyes narrowing. But then Sergei simply said, just develop the pictures that I had on my camera then. So, they did. Eventually. It proved a little difficult as the camera, which was a Yashima Flex, hadn't been manufactured in years and the film inside was, as you can imagine, difficult to develop in 2006 due to it being an outdated technology. Okay, interesting. So there is a little bit of evidence now creeping in. Oh, f*** yeah, pal. Evidence upon evidence. Wow. So they found a specialist who was enlisted to do the job who commented on how good quality the camera was and the film despite apparently being so old especially after noticing that the serial number on the roll showed that it had indeed been manufactured in 1956 and hadn't been manufactured since the 70s. Right, okay. So it it does corroborate his story then. Yeah, yeah. So nevertheless, the pictures were finally developed. The pictures were indeed of Kiev in the 1950s, showed period-accurate cars and buildings, some of which weren't even around in 2006. Some of the pictures showed his girlfriend and even showed Sergei in the very same outfit he was wearing at his time of detainment. Mmm, okay. How f***ing weird is that? So you can't really get too much more evidence than this, can you? You can't really fold it, can you? I would be like, you know, getting them on TV. It's like, here you go people world's first official time traveler yeah let me get this straight so the pictures that were eventually developed on this film mm-hmm. which were from the 1956 yep. shows him in his current attire as they see him in 2006 yep but surrounded by the surroundings of the 50s correct wow yeah so it's like he woke up in 1956 went for a walk with his girlfriend she took a photo of him he all of a sudden got transported they developed the films that were in his timeline taken an hour ago but in their timeline 50 odd years ago yeah and it just showed like it was like it was taken that morning wow w- what's happened to his girlfriend i'll get to her don't worry okay no one cares <laughs> she died <laughs> <laughs> the picture they were most interested to see though was that of the ufo that he spoke of and there it was right there in plain sight it was on the camera roll right i'm just curious to see what it looked like it was just a bell ufo so if you imagine a church bell you know a big one flying around flying around yeah great dinging around all the time does it have the church attached to it (laughs) no oh okay (laughs) that would just be a flying church (laughs) oh right okay imagine like seeing a church flying around and be like oh my god look at that there's a ufo inside that church you'd call it a ufc wouldn't you (laughs) So, Sergei went on to say how confused he was. 
He took the shot of the UFO, looked down at his camera, looked up, and he was in the future. Right, okay. After the discussion and the pictures were shown, Sergei was escorted to his room, the CCTV saw him enter, guards were placed outside, and he went in. There was only one door to the room, which was monitored constantly, the windows were barred, but when he came to be checked on later, he had vanished. So really, he's an escapologist. I think it's uh, a little bit more paranormal than that. He's not a magician. He just got sucked back to his own time. His mentor was Harry Houdini. He just disguised himself as a bed. (laughs) (laughs) He's a contortionist. He hid behind one of the bars. Oh, very clever. Yeah, that's what I'd have done. (laughs) Just walk in. He's like, where's he gone? He's here, this bar going, (laughs) hee, It's like, the room's empty. Must be paranormal. Oh, so spooky. (laughs) What's that noise? Solved it. But, Jordan, the story gets f***ing crazier from here on out. Okay. After he disappeared, authorities looked up his name on records to see if they could find him. But all they could see was a report that showed a man by his name who had been reported missing in 1958. Which corroborates the story that he went missing. Yeah, so for two years, no one gave a shit about him. Apparently not. Fair enough. Actually, no, they, they did. <laughs> I'll tell you about that right now. <laughs> okay. So they looked up his next of kin, who happened to be his girlfriend, who was now in her 70s. And yep, you guessed it. It was, in fact, the woman from the photos. Oh. Who Sergei said he had been out with the day he disappeared. So she was contacted. Wow. According to her, Sergei vanished for two years before reappearing. He then did his disappearing act once more in the 70s, but this time never to be seen again. And there is just one last twist to this surreal tale, Jordan. His girlfriend said that she received a single photo years later showing Sergei looking a whole lot older, standing in front of a bustling futuristic Kiev, supposedly taken in the year 2050. Wow. There was a note on the back that said he would be returning soon, but unfortunately he never did. Uh, Right, so this is implying that he's time travelling all over the spot. Yeah. Going into lots of different futures. I don't know if he's just mastered it from that point. He's just like, f*** it, I'm off. I mean, he sounds like a bit of a bed really, doesn't he? (laughs) What would you do if you found out you could time travel? Would you just, like, sit at home and, like, I'll just stay here, or would you f***ing go everywhere? Well, I think if I was gonna leave a photo to my, what is now an ex, I would have at least maybe left a bit of a note saying, so sorry this has happened, don't worry about me, I'm okay, rather than some sort of cryptic message. Well, he said I'll be back. He said I'll be back soon. Yeah, he f***ing never was, though, was he? Maybe he got killed. Maybe he ran out of his magic beans that allowed him to time travel or maybe he just got arrested and didn't go back this time i mean maybe but still it feels so heartless doesn't it i don't know i mean it's not a really nice way to treat the person that you're meant to love assuming that he did all right all right put this another way so let's let's change the parameters of the story a bit right so let's say (laughs) much like he developed the time travel powers let's say i all of a sudden inherited a million pounds right so we both gained a perk yeah My wife's at work and I'm in at 10 a.m. My bank goes on my phone. I look at it, million pounds up. I leave my wife a note saying, hey, darling, just off out to buy you a new car because I've won a million pounds, much as he did. You know, he's developed this power, he's using it. And he's left her a note. Yeah, no, but he didn't say, oh, I can time travel. Okay, right. So maybe I'm just like off to buy you a new car, darling, right? So she doesn't know about the powers. I'm just saying I will be back soon, essentially, like he did. Then I walk outside and get run over (laughs) by a rogue flying church. Oh, UFC, yeah. Yeah, and then she comes home and then she's in the same position. Was I a bastard for doing that? I was just trying to do something like maybe he was as well. Right, okay. I get what you're saying, but still, he could have left the note. (laughs) 
<laughs> he did. He, he said I'll be back soon. You, you know, but like more con- like at this point, he'd already fucked off once, didn't he? Well, that was an accident the first time. But I mean, you wouldn't really leave a note saying, "By the way, I've developed time travel powers," because they'd be like, "Yeah, fuck up. you just left me, ain't you?" <laughs> you know, just just a note saying, "I'll be back soon." is probably a bit less suspicious. Yeah, but don't forget, he's apparently left this bit of evidence, hasn't he? Like a photo of him from the 2050s. Oh yeah, it's a bit of a dead giveaway, isn't it? Yeah, and surely be like, "I've got these time traveling powers." This is me from the future. Don't worry about me. Sorry, this is how it's ended up. I hope you're okay. And then, like, at least that's some sort of beginnings of closure, isn't it? Rather than just ghosting the f***ing poor lady. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. Is he a bastard? I, we'll, we'll leave that up to the audience to decide. <laughs> Probably don't put up a poll. <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> Check Instagram. Oh, f- it does make me wonder, though, if he would have been able to sort of travel back to see what she looks like now, because, of course, he wouldn't have really aged in her eyes, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. It, she would have aged massively. All right, so what you're saying is maybe he went back. I was like, I can't wait to see my girlfriend. He took one look and was like, ugh, she is <laughs> aged. <laughs> Yeah, I still want to see this Bell UFO, though. I'll see if I can find some pictures. If I can, I'll uh, put it somewhere, mm. like under my pillow, or I don't know. I was going to say, somewhere I can actually see them would be ideal. <laughs> anyway, we, we should crack on, mate. Tell me some stuff. Okay, so... <laughs> Um, getting straight into it then. So I think it's all fair to say that we worry and get a little bit anxious sometimes. I mean, it's inevitable and it's completely normal. But there are times when we do get anxious over things that really shouldn't matter that much mm-hmm. or that stress us out to the extent that they actually do. Yeah. So I've got a couple of examples here. Um, many of them are my own experiences, but I'm pretty certain that many people will share the same sentiment. So uh, if you do happen to be uh, in the same kind of boat as me please do let me know that is ian and you at home (laughs) okay okay you got it buddy (laughs) so first example is say if i'm walking into a shop by myself and then just walking back out without actually buying anything Oh, yeah. Oh, like realising that I went in there not really knowing if I do really want or need anything and then awkwardly pretending like I'm a weirdo that's just browsing and not actually shoplifting. <laughs> See, this is uh, another one of those things, like when you were talking about the worrying thing, like I, a lot of these anxieties I've kind of thought through and I just don't care about them anymore. So like that one, for example, when I was a bit younger, say like early 20s, I used to go into shop and then walk out and think, oh God, they'll probably think I've stolen something. But then like I think through the process and if a shop assistant ran out to me and was like oh you you bastard you stole something didn't you i'd be like search me definitely not and they go okay sorry i've passed it to my accomplice (laughs) (laughs) yeah too late dickhead (laughs) too slow mike (laughs) mike store manager (laughs) (laughs) someone once told me that me and my brother have a part of our brains missing that logical people have right i just don't give a fuck anymore about it you know so i think it's a good way to be broken yep great <laughs> lobotomized that's the one that is definitely the one yeah <laughs> Left they did. so yeah so that's the first one number two being when you're a little bit too quiet during a group conversation like you don't want everyone to think that you're a snob but you just can't think of anything to say yeah like that is i find that sometimes a little oh or i used to i should say find that quite awkward actually i will tell you one thing which is similar to that that sort of thing did creep up when i was thinking about the podcast like when we were getting sort of more into it you know and i was thinking it's not as if we do 10 episodes and that's it you know we've done the project it's going to be a continuous thing Mm. so i'm thinking what am i going to be talking about when we get to like episode 100 
Yeah. And that, that sort of thing, like thinking about the podcast in the future does give me that slight anxiety yeah it is a whole kind of living the moment sort of mantra isn't it yeah i mean i had no idea what i was going to talk about for our next episode and then last night i just sat and bloody bashed out an episode about dragons amazing oh bit of a teaser there oh yeah sorry about that didn't mean to blurt that out <laughs> perfect i'll <laughs> move on then shall i number three Go. Hit it. <laughs> canceling plans even when i have a really good reason to like, for me, there's always this kind of nagging doubt that people maybe won't invite me to this thing again that I've cancelled. Right. And it used to even be the case when I was employed, when I'd have to call in sick for work. Yeah, I hate calling sick. Even if I felt rough as shit. Yeah. The thought of just having to call up and speak to the duty manager was was awful. Yes, I f***ing hate that, to be honest. Uh, not so long ago, I had this thing where I woke up one morning and I couldn't lift myself out of bed. Like, I couldn't move. Like, I had a full body ache from, like, head to toe. Wow. And I, I, I literally couldn't move. And I still felt bad for calling up my work and saying, I'm sorry, I can't come in today. And also, what do you say? <laughs> I can't come in today. My body's a dead weight. <laughs> I felt really bad as well because um, I was speaking to my manager when I when I returned to work and he was like, are you all right now? I was like, yeah, yeah, not bad. Thanks for feeling a bit better. And he's like, what's wrong with you? So I explained to him. But then in saying that, um, I said to him, right, this is one of those things which uh, I thought about for a few days after thinking back and going, why the f*** did I say that? Oh no, like cringing. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, man, I couldn't even pick up my son. And what I meant by that is my son is a light thing that I can normally pick up. And I, at the time because of what was going on, I couldn't pick him up, you know? So that shows how bad it was. But in hindsight, it sounds like I was going, man, I couldn't even pick up my son. You know what I mean? Like some kind of real cheesy moment, like, like, like oh, it's so bad. I couldn't even pick up my son. You know, like some cheesy moment. He can't, I remember him kind of looking at me and going, oh... <laughs> just walking off. As if that was some perspective. Like, yeah, he's like, oh, oh that's rough. yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, he's like, oh, that's rough, mate. As if like he's going weirdo or it sounds like you're really comparing it as if like your son's this 20 stone teenager <laughs> I, I, I couldn't pick up my son and I normally yeah. can <laughs> I couldn't pick him up no, even if I tried <laughs> or you, you just didn't bother to collect him from wherever he was some sort of party ah, I couldn't pick him back up he's still there now <laughs> just didn't want to he keeps breaking my doors <laughs> I just couldn't bring myself to pick him up <laughs> It's fine, though. He'd just make his way home and kick his way in. <laughs> oh, God. Number four. Hearing a notification on your phone after you sent out an awkward but an important email or text. So, let's say you've sent uh, an important email or text, maybe something that, you know, you didn't really want to have to send, but, you know, you've had to do it. And then yep. anytime you get a notification, you think, oh, God, have they replied? Yeah. Even if it's not anything to do with it. Like, I, I'll give you an example. So, this is totally me whenever I'm chasing up payments from students' parents. Oh. Uh, I hate the money side of things. If I didn't have to pay bills, I, I would totally do it for free. Of course. Yeah, it was essentially that. If you've sent a really awkward message or email and then you get a notification on your phone and before you've seen what that is, you're like, oh no, what's this going to be? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Luckily, I don't have anything like that because um, no one wants to pay me for anything. I'll pay you for stuff. <laughs> you get it for free, pal. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> Maybe that's your problem. <laughs> you should start charging. Yeah, just, I should enjoy it less. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't want to do it for free. Uh, number five, standing in line. 
This used to be me. The entire time you're sort of practicing and rehearsing what you're going to say once you reach the end of the line. Mm-hmm. The same if you're on hold on the phone. And then just maybe you stumble over your words because you've been overthinking. Yeah, it used to be awful. My wife makes me call everyone for her. Oh, you said this, yeah, when we were on the way to Manchester. Yeah, I mean, I don't like talking on the phone myself, but she hates talking on the phone for whatever reason. Uh, she had an Amazon delivery the other day that was showed as delivered, but we hadn't got it. So right. she went around all our neighbours. We went to the usual culprits where it normally goes to like another address, which is the same number as ours across the road. Went there. It wasn't anywhere. Then she went online and she was like, I just request a call, you know, which would solve it instantly. But she's like, but I don't want to talk to someone. I was like, you call them. I'll do it. So she's like, okay. So she put my number in. So they called my phone. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Go on. It's like her name. So they need to speak to her. Exactly. Yeah. And it happens so often. And it's like, hello there. Yeah, I'm calling on behalf of my wife. They're like, can we talk to her? Because we need confirmation. I'm like, yep, she's right here. And then she has to talk to them anyway. And then, you know, give it back to me for like the little last bit at the end. Yeah. And then they're like, thanks. And I'm like, no, thank you, pal. And then, you know, it was sorted in two minutes. Yeah. And, uh, I just yeah. like to point out, this is the one part that my wife has been mentioned in that I'm not going to show her because I will be shot. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> the the other thing as well is that just for future reference, she could just do live chatting so much easier. Or she could go to town and just buy things from a shop. That is true, but then you can't use Quidco. <laughs> she doesn't anyway. <laughs> oh, bugger. <laughs> to be fair, Amazon have pulled themselves from it, so fuck you, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> That's what she said yesterday. How weird. <laughs> is it? Yeah. <laughs> you did deliver my goods. You. <laughs> we were joking about the fact that she said, do you think we'll get a replacement? And I was like, look, they're a multi-billion dollar company. I doubt they're going to be squabbling over like four quid. <laughs> my wife was like, yeah, Jeff Bezos banging on the door like, give me my money back. Yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> the irony is, though, he goes to the wrong address. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it says he's at the door and he's not. <laughs> So then he's, he's calling up, but your wife doesn't want to answer. We <laughs> <laughs> just sent him a text, f*** Jeff. Brilliant. Oh, I love it. Uh, number six, imagine this scenario. So you're walking down along a hallway, or maybe even just down the street, right. and you see someone that you know at the other end. You make eye contact with them, you wave, you say, you know, wave hello. What on earth do you do when you haven't quite closed the distance with each other yet to make yeah. a meaningful interaction? So do you just maintain the eye contact and smile? Do you briefly look away and then check your phone and try and ignore them? Or do you greet them again when you eventually meet them halfway? Yes, I totally get that. I find it's more awkward with people that you kind of only just like an acquaintance with. So when I'm walking into work, there's a massive long uh, hallway that I have to walk down. And whenever people are coming from the opposite direction, I see people that I know I'm going to say hi to. Like another staff member. Yeah, but you say like you look around, you know, you're thinking when is the approach? appropriate time to go all right (laughs) you know before you pass each other and uh with a friend you know like a good friend like yourself you just be like oh you know from halfway down the road you wouldn't even think about it until you got to each other then you'd be like all right mate how's it going you or that like yeah it's like it's um like an acquaintance it's worse i think yes i I think you're right someone that you sort of kind of half know feel obliged to say hello to even though you know not saying that you wouldn't but yeah it's just it's awkward isn't it really yeah it's kind of that little goldilocks zone of the close enough to say hi you're all right yeah you not bad thanks yeah cool bye you know just (laughs) just be able to get that interaction in perfect time yeah oh yeah never mind at number seven is the feeling of guilt when you're walking through a metal detector or 
even just when you casually spot the police, even though you didn't do anything wrong at all. Yeah, I think you brought that up before, haven't you? Because I told you about the time I used to work in that shop. Oh, I yes, I did. Yeah, that's exactly right. When you was it Blockbuster or something? Uh, I believe it was a spa. <laughs> and the, the police guy was like, oh, I can't remember what it was. I said, uh, oh, I feel really guilty now. And he's like, why? What have you done? I was like, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember that now. Nothing, mate, nothing, I swear. <laughs> Fresh faced, 18 years old, getting intimidated by some guy buying chewing gum. Perfect. That's just what you want. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll move on from that one then. Uh, Number eight is entering a packed room after everyone has already sat down. Oh, yeah, like going into the cinema like... Well, yeah, or it could be like a a wedding reception or like anything where you're the last one there and everybody's watching you as you sort of take your seat. I think cinemas are worse for me in my mind because, you know, it's generally silent. So you walk in the door while this thing that everyone is like, you know, paid money to see because, you know, they want to see it on the big screen. The thing's playing and you walk in like, and you you know, you or your wife or your friends, you're like, where's our f***ing seat? You know, and everyone's just staring at you. You've got your phone torch on just to try and look at all the numbers. Yeah, you're my big hat with the two cups in either side, you know, (laughs) drinking that one's a tango slush and one's a vodka. (laughs) That sounds really good, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd learn a thing or two from you, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> Number nine is getting your hair cut at the barbers. Then when they hold up the mirror to show you that they've finished and you actually hate what they've done, <laughs> but you feel totally obliged to smile, nod, and just say, yeah, great, thank you. Yeah, well, I mean, what, if, what are they going to do? Like, they're not going to put it back on if it's <laughs> shit, are they? So you have to Gluing make it. them feel good. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very good point. I don't know, but... It's a shame you sort of can't be honest about it, but equally, as you say, even if you were, what the f*** are they going to do to fix that? See, my hair's stupid. It grows f***ing shit, right? So <laughs> <laughs> it, it's all, it, it doesn't have like a centre part and, you know, like it goes naturally one way or the other. It goes in like eight different directions. So it's just <laughs> shit, right? So whenever I, go to the, whenever I go to the barbers, they go, what do you want? And I go, I don't know, just <laughs> do what you want. transplant. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> proper scalp, please. I just say, do what you want, you know, whatever you think will look good, just do that. And they go, are you sure? You know, as if it's like, as if they do it wrong, I'm going to be like, what the hell is this? You know, it's only going to grow back and as rubbish as it was before. Oh. So I just, I'm just like, yeah, do what you want. It's funny you say that, actually, because my wife used to hate how her hair dried. All right. And like it would go super curly and frizzy and she hated that. Mm. And it was after she got COVID the first time, yeah. her hair now dries totally straight. How weird is that? That's very strange. I thought you were going to say it's since you've uh, covered up all the mirrors. <laughs> so when you go to the toilet in the middle of the night, <laughs> so you don't catch that glimpse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were like, oh, she don't care how it dries now because she can't see it. Yeah. But, but no, genuinely, uh, she for years just hated it. She was like always using the straighteners. Hmm. And then she got COVID and then she ended up washing her hair and it has forever since dried straight wow how weird lastly number 10 someone else using my phone yes yeah even though there's nothing on there yeah there's nothing bad no weird texts no fucking horrible pictures 
you give someone else your phone, you're just constantly looking over, aren't you? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you on? Yeah, it's, it is that. And it's just like you said, I even wrote a little thing here, which is, I think it's when people use my phone for any purpose. Like, I don't really have anything to hide, if at all. Yeah. I think I just cherish my privacy. Yes, which I think is fair enough. Everyone should have their privacy. I, I agree. But I've got an example of the worst time I think that ever happened. Go on. And that was with my wife, so. Oh, is that time that you were emailing Kim? <laughs> And she has to borrow your phone just to go have a little quick gander at Quidco. Yes, uh, it was. Uh, You said you'd never bring that up. Sorry. My apologies. (laughs) Now I've got anxiety for days. (laughs) So, no, it was a Christmas time, and I think we'd only been together a couple of years at this point. Mm -hmm. But my wife's mum and dad live abroad, so obviously she doesn't get to see them very much. Mm -hmm. But this one Christmas, my wife was showing her dad just a picture that she'd taken. Don't remember what it was. It's not important yeah and then her dad grabs the phone sticks his glasses on and then just starts swiping through the album expecting that she was showing him a bunch yeah you know i i didn't really know him well at this point and i was like (laughs) okay this is awkward look (laughs) luckily nothing really happened Someone sent me a TikTok the other day and it was a woman saying that she went through a McDonald's drive-thru and she had a voucher in her email that she screenshotted. Oh no. And she showed the person behind the counter who took her phone and then, as you say, just started swiping. And unlike you, she did have something to hide because the very next picture was her giving a a gentleman friend a downstairs kiss, if that makes sense. A job, I can say that, can't I? I mean... (laughs) But... uh... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. so this poor lady behind the McDonald's counter, you know, albeit her own fault, saw this woman in an intimate moment because everyone's natural reaction when they have a phone in their hand is just to f***ing start swiping. (laughs) Yeah, I I wouldn't dream of it. No, f*** no. If someone hands me the phone, my fingers are flat. You know, I don't want to have a look at anything (laughs) that they might have on there. Yeah. You know, they hand me the thing, I look at it, I go, yeah, that's great, I hand it back. Don't swipe on other people's phones, people. Exactly. And even if they say, oh, swipe through, I'm like, oh, which way? Yes, exactly. Yeah, you always like, ask. I- <laughs> Left or right? Yeah, Show it me. feels wrong. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, especially about phones though, these days, they they have everything on it. Yes. Like, so it is literally, it's like a Swiss Army electronic device yeah. in your hand. It's got like banking, photos, emails, messages, fucking everything. So to have that in somebody else's hands away from your eyes is a little terrifying. Yeah. It's essentially an extension of us, isn't it, really? And the funny thing, right, you know, like uh, if you're on your iPhone yeah. and uh, your face ID doesn't work twice, you can then input your password to get the autofill information up. Yes. The other day, my wife's phone was broken. So she, I think our son knocked out her hand and it fell down the stairs. So she had to take it to town to get the back replaced. Okay. She did. And then for some reason, that f***ed up the volume buttons. So she brought it back to the shop. They opened it up again. They fixed it, or they thought they did. So they called me and was like, hi there, yeah, we've fixed the phone. We're just wondering, can we have the password just to make sure everything works? And I was like... Um, obviously, like my wife and I, we know each other's passwords. Mm. You know, in the event one of us dies, we can you know get to all that information. But I was like, um, no, uh, it's my wife's phone. Uh, I don't know her password. Yeah. And I told my wife this, and she's like, you didn't, you didn't fucking give them it, did you? Because can you imagine that? Like, it's not even as if like I'm giving you my phone and you're looking through my stuff, like yeah. my friend, giving it to a random person in a shop who can then, with that password, download all that. Sh- yeah yeah and like with with the password because they know it they can then use that when the face id fails to get into everything else in the phone yeah that's an awful idea yeah in my head i was like no mate i'm not giving you the password i'll just come and check it myself if it's a problem
problem. I'll bring it back. Yeah, don't worry about it, pal. I know where you are. <laughs> it's true, isn't it? But yeah, so just to finalise that point, now, <laughs> whenever my wife is with her dad, <laughs> she'll just send him the photos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll be the best thing to do. Just don't accidentally click send all. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Could you imagine? So... There you have it. Ten things that cause many of us, at least myself, or used to, unnecessary anxiety. So if you do have any examples yourself that you wouldn't mind admitting to us, please do let us know at twoguyswhatsup at gmail.com. As well as those questions, don't forget the birthday questions. Very if there's true. anything you want to know, send them in at all. Please do. Right then, Jordan. So just before we finish, I've got some creepy stories for you. I'm excited for these little stories. I love it. I'm going to take you on a bit of a wild ride here. A little bit of the funny, a little bit of the absolute what the f***, <laughs> and a little bit of the spooky, and the time that I was a downright hero. I don't believe the last one, but go on. Well, funnily enough, Jordan, you will, because I'm going to start with that. Okay. <laughs> So the the other day, it was a Sunday, it was half seven in the morning. I was walking to work and it was f***ing freezing. And you know when people have the heating on and they've got those little vents that vent the steam out of the house? Yeah. I was walking to work and I was freezing and I saw some of this venting steam coming out of a house and I was thinking, lucky f***ing bastards, like I wish I could just go in that house and be warm as well. Mm. But then I was like... Why the hell does it smell like smoke? Oh, God. So I walked around this corner, and it was an alleyway that was just before another street, so like at a T-junction, and there was a wheelie bin on fire. Wow. And I've got pictures of this, so I'll put it up if I can. But um, yeah, I was just there at half seven in the morning, and I swear to God, I used all my power to stop myself from just going and sitting next to it and getting warm. (laughs) And I did, in fact, call 999. And I got the fire brigade and they were like, yeah, yeah, right over there in a sec. But I was like running late for work. So I was like, do I need to stay here? They're like, no, no, you can go. And as soon as I put the phone down, I was like, I've just completely incriminated myself. Like they're going to think I started it, regretted it or something, called the fire brigade and then fucked off from the scene. (laughs) But um, luckily they haven't called me yet. So it was absolutely fine. But yeah, absolutely mental. I just saw this wheelie bin on fire and it was right against the house. Yeah, I remember you sending me this picture actually. Yeah, yeah. Super spooky business, huh? I was not expecting that. At first I thought it was your like back garden alleyway thing. And uh, I was like, oh God. And then I realised actually it wasn't. It was just like a, a... a different part of the street. Yeah, running, I mean, they all look the same, don't they, in our hometown? <laughs> but yeah, I was a hero. A hero or an arsonist. Who knows? Definitely not the latter. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so um, the next one is the little bit of the WTF one. Okay. My wife and I, the other day, we had a rare day where we had some time together. So normally for childcare, my wife and I work opposite ends of the day. But this one day we had together and we thought, let's go do some Christmas shopping. Nice. So one child was uh, at school. One child was with the grandparents. We off to a faraway land to Whitby actually didn't get the bus but we went to B&M and as we walked in right so that there was a double doors we walked through and there was a basket to our left like a big big basket like maybe three foot by three foot you know just holding little bits of stock yeah and there was a shelf in front of us so we walked up to the shelf and we were looking at like little Christmas bits we were like oh yeah that's cool that's cool should we get that yeah maybe whatever and we didn't realize but there was a couple of ladies behind us and they were waiting for a bit and then they went Excuse me. So we turned around and went, oh, sorry. Right, so we moved to the left of the basket, expecting them to walk past us so we could go back to what we were doing. But they just walked and got into our space and just stood there. Wow. And we were like, what's going on? (laughs) 
Like you said, excuse me, like you wanted past, and now you just stood where we were. Like they just stole our spot. What was the purpose of that? F knows. Like we we were like, oh sorry, yeah. So we moved out of the way, got ourselves in a really awkward position, so they could sneak past, and they didn't move on. Yeah, they just stood exactly where we were stood. And we were like, what's going on? So we kind of looked at each other. Wow. Okay, I guess we're done there then. And just like slowly just kind of just sauntered off into the rest of the shop. What the hell? <laughs> when these ladies um, did steal your spot, yeah. what did they do? They, they were just, uh, again, you know, sort of grabbing the chin going, oh, yeah, that's nice. Oh, what about that for Christmas? Oh, that's a cool little elf, isn't it? They were just looking at the exact same stuff we were. Wow. But normally, you know, excuse me is reserved for when you're trying to get past someone, not into yes. the exact same spot. Generally, you just <laughs> wait your turn if that happens. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. It can only happen to you, really. It really can, yeah. <laughs> so my next story is that of the spooky variety. Okay. And this was witnessed by my wife in our house, in our bathroom. So the other day I was putting our youngest down to bed. We were getting both our boys ready for bed. I was putting the youngest down, brushing his teeth, getting him in his pyjamas and things. And my wife was in our bathroom, which is like in the room, sort of out the door and 90 degrees to the left yeah. of the of the little bedroom. So I heard my wife go, did you do that? And I was thinking, oh no, you know, what's going on? And then she was like, what was that? So I went through and I was like, what's happening? And she just kind of looked at me and was like, there was just a puff of smoke near his head. Uh? And I was like, what? She said it looked like a vape cloud, that kind of thickness. Right, okay. And she asked him if he'd sneezed. And she asked him that because I'm asthmatic. <laughs> hang on, hang on, there's a reason. I'm Go asthmatic. On. And sometimes when I take my inhaler, if I sneeze, there will sometimes be a bit of vapor that comes out of my mouth. Yeah, I get, fair enough. So um, she said, did you see it? <laughs> is, she... this, is this for the dragon stuff next week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my son is a dragon! <laughs> he was trying to get tips on how to make them my friend. Oh. He, he said, no, he hadn't sneezed. And she said, this thing was just there. And then it just, poof, you know, blew off like in the wind, just into the distance. And that was in our bathroom at about seven at night. Wow. And my wife witnessed it, and she was uh, completely shocked. And I didn't see anything. Yeah, that's weird. Mm -hmm. Isn't where your bathroom is? Yep, where you've had some activity before. Where well, so all that stuff has happened before? It's exactly in the vicinity. Oh dear. Uh, how fr uh, I was going to say like freaky and strange and cool. All those stories all at once. Well, there's one more story for you. Oh, go on. This is my funny anecdote, which will have my dad just going, "Just get to the." He's probably been saying that all along. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, this episode's running over an hour now, so <laughs> he'll be f***ing rocking in a chair like you were supposed to be earlier. Jumping at the bit now, yeah. f***ing hell. <laughs> so, right, I woke up one morning uh, about a week ago, uh, and this was the very morning that we discovered that my youngest can now get out of his room. Which should God. be impossible, because to open this door, I have to push the handle down and then give it a bump with my shoulder oh, right. in order to open it. It's, it's, it's stiff. And we thought, perfect. If our son ever gets out of bed, he can't then get out of his room and, you know, to the stairs or whatever. And that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, can't hurt himself. But we discovered that morning that he can now get out of his door. <laughs> so that means he has entry or had entry because we've, we've remedied it now. But he had entry to the bathroom and he came into my room, woke me up. I got up and I was like, holy shit, like, what are you doing out of bed? So went and got him all ready and, and prepared for the day. And I went into the bathroom uh, to get his toothbrush and the washing machine was on, right? It was on a, a right. like, a, like a two hour cycle. Okay. So I thought, oh, my wife must have put the washing on this morning before she went to work. Yeah. And then my son walked in and changed it. And I was like, <laughs> shit. So like it cancelled the wash that my wife had 
put on. So I was like, oh no. So like I was trying to find out which one she was on. So I just thought, oh. fuck it. I'll just put it on an hour wash, you know, and it'll hopefully just rinse through and clean it and it'll be done yeah. and it'll be fine. So, so, so then my wife came home, as she normally does, about three o'clock. And I said, oh, by the way, our youngest did something with the washing earlier. I know you had a wash on. He changed it. I've just put on our wash. Hopefully that'll be all right. Do you think that'll be all right for you? And she looked at me and she went, I didn't put a wash on. Oh, God. And I was like, what? It was on. And she's like, I didn't do that. So what must have happened is our son got up, went into the bathroom, put a wash on. <laughs> Not like, you know, loaded in the washing yeah. and, and all the powder just and stuff. set it off. Yeah, he just pressed go. You know, click the little wheel, press go. Wow. I mean, you, you could train him to be really helpful, actually. <laughs> I, I would do if I could do, but he is hell-bent <laughs> on just making me bald. He, he wants my hair out. You bald a yeah, he it. wants me to pull my hair out. Oh. So that is the end of my stories. I love it. I mean, the sad thing is, is that both of your sons could team up and no <laughs> doors would be... Uh, you know, impenetrable. <laughs> and just destroy the everything could, in the house. Yeah, just <laughs> do what he wants. Take me and his mum out. Just destroy the house. They would be unstoppable. Oh, they would. You definitely want them on your team. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm definitely like making efforts to make them love me more every day. <laughs> <laughs> Taking the oh. precautions now while I can. Karate dragons. Love it. <laughs> Oh, that was fun. Yeah. So some little stories for you. So I didn't want to put that at the beginning because I didn't want to waste too much time and make everyone just go, what the f*** is this shit? Turn off. I know, yeah. That is my story time over with. So does that about bring us around to the end of today's episode, Jordan? I think it does. Fun dabby dozy! <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Two Guys What's Up. Don't forget to follow the show wherever you listen so you don't miss another episode and maybe even tell a friend. Bring your friend to my house and help me childproof everything to an appropriate level where tanks and dragons cannot destroy them and just run amok. And then come into my bedroom to see where I record Two Guys What's Up. Love it. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> but if you'd like to get in touch with us, our Linktree link is in the bio of this episode, which you can click on and you will be jetted off to every link you will ever need for all your Two Guys What's Up essentials. Want to get your own Two Guys What's Up t-shirt? Click the link. Want to send us hate mail? Click the link. Want to get John to leave a personalized message on your answer machine? Click the link. I should say a cameo you should absolutely let's do it <laughs> no not you ian just me no one wants your stupid fucking toothless lispy voice and don't forget we now have a patreon where you can find all your two guys what's up extras including pin badges shout outs t-shirts and if you really can't get enough of our fantastic tales and gorgeous voices well now you can get more because we now release bonus episodes which come out on the last friday of every month there is currently five sitting there waiting for your ears to just gobble up the audio goodness and all that is available right now, starting with a bonus episode for just £3 a month. So if you want to help support the show and get some cool stuff while you do it, head over to patreon.com forward slash two guys what's up to check out all the goodies over there. The link will be down below for your clickety click plax bloody doo pleasure. But if you can't do that and you still like to help us out, then a five star rating and review in the Apple Podcast app would be the best way to do that for us and we would be eternally grateful. Indeed we would. But on that note, thanks for listening guys. Have an amazing week and enjoy the Vundit Wa song and we will see you next month. Fun
Brendan. <laughs> F no, I felt the power from my chest there. I was going to say, I'm quite impressed with your vocal talent, actually. <laughs> Thank you very much. Sometimes I just pull out the bag like that. I don't know how it happens. <laughs>